And hello to each and every one of you out there. Welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast along with Sidel Boyd and the Eli. I am Irving Henderson. We are going to kick things off by giving you this week's NCAA Top 25. Uh, Alabama, once again, comes in at number one and Georgia remains at number two. Oklahoma jumped up from four to number three. The biggest jump this past week came where Oregon jumps in at number four. They were number 12. That's what happens when you knock off a team that is in the top three. Iowa was number 10 last week. They come in at number five. Clemson stayed at six. Texas A&M dropped from five to seven. Cincinnati, seven to eight. Ohio State, who lost to Oregon, dropped from number three down to number nine. And Penn State rounded out the top 10. They were number 11 last week. They are in at number 10. Number 11 is Florida. Is Notre Dame. Number 13 is UCLA. Iowa State is 14. Virginia Tech is 15. They're going to drop next week. They lost uh, Saturday to West Virginia, 27 to 21. It was Coastal Carolina at Ole Miss at 17. Wisconsin at 18. Arizona State, 19. Arkansas, 20. North Carolina, 21. Auburn, 22. BYU, 23. Number 24, Miami is going to drop out of the top 25. They lost to unranked Michigan State 38 to 17 this afternoon and Michigan rounding out the top 25 USC Texas and Utah were in last week they are out three top 25 matchups this week uh number 22 Auburn and number 10 Penn State whiteout game at Happy Valley tonight at 7 30 on ABC uh Alabama and Florida are in progress right now Alabama is ahead 31 to 23. Uh, we're about almost at the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, Florida's driving right now. It's fourth down. Uh, I'm quite certain they're going to go for it. They do go for it on fourth and two, and they look uh, like he's just short. Look like he's – oh, the ref gave him a good spot. I think he may have that first down with the way the ref placed the ball. Uh, and number 19, Arizona State, takes on number 23, BYU, <clears throat> at 10-15 on ESPN. Got about two weeks left to go in the MLB season, and it's time for the playoff push for all these teams. Uh, so let's take a look at where we are. First in the American League, all of the divisions appear to be over. Uh, the Rays hold an eight-and-a-half game lead on the Bulls. The Chicago White Sox have a 12-game lead on the Cleveland Indians, and the Houston Astros have a seven-game lead on the Oakland A's. Uh, it's going to come down to the wild card, and there right now are three teams really in play for those last two spots. The Red Sox right now hold the first wild card spot. They have a half-a-game lead over the Yankees. The Yankees are in the second wild card spot. They have a half a game lead over the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Oakland A's are two and a half games. Yankees. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves have a two game lead on the Philadelphia Phillies, and next week <clears throat> is going to be crucial for the Phillies because they will come to their final homestand and they play two of the worst teams in baseball. They get the Baltimore Orioles first, then the Pittsburgh Pirates before they go to Atlanta for a crucial three-game series to 
you know, determine what their fate is going to be. Now, this is four years in a row that the Phillies have been in the mix in September. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I wanna, I wanna have. Yeah. Listen, I wanna have hope. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't know. No. Uh, currently, uh, the Braves are in San Francisco taking on the Giants, and the Phillies are in New York City taking on that team that plays and wears orange and blue. Uh, in the National League Central, the Milwaukee Brewers have a 12-and-a-half game lead on the Cardinals, so you can pretty much pencil the Brewers in uh, to the playoffs. Uh, and then the National League West, the Giants right now have a two-game lead on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Both the Giants and Dodgers have clinched playoff first, so now the only question between those two teams are who's going to win the division and who is going to be that first wild card? Right now, it belongs to the Dodgers, and they are 16 games in front of the Cardinals. So they, they have that spot. That, that spot is theirs since they've already clinched their playoff groups. Uh Right now, the Cardinals have a one game for the second spot over the Cincinnati Reds. The San Diego Padres are a game and a half out, and the Philadelphia Phillies are two and a half games out. Um, quick question, fellas. Quick question. Um, what quack doctor? Did did Doctor Nick from The Simpsons or Holyfield the box against Vitor Belfort last week? Did you guys see man, that? Man, did listen. You see it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. But no. <laughs> oh, listen. Right. Let me explain some to you. Evander Holyfield. But who clears them? Well, 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 well. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll believe me. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Evander Holyfield is fifty-eight years old. He looked like he shouldn't even have been allowed in the gym to hit the heavy bag. You know, let alone stand in front of somebody for an actual fight. And I know it was short notice because the original fight was uh, Belfort and Hoya. De La Hoya had to drop out because of uh, his COVID diagnosis. But yeah. Here's the thing. The California Commission would not approve Holyfield for the fight because it was on short notice. This is why the fight was moved to Florida because Florida has a more lax athletic commission. Right. Well, naturally, Holyfield gets knocked out in the first round thanks to the ref who stepped in and stopped the fight. And to be honest... He should have stopped the fight after Holyfield went down for the first time. It shouldn't even have been a thing where Holyfield got up and was allowed to keep fighting after he got up. Uh, now, he landed one punch, one, in this entire fight. And despite that, Holyfield now wants to move on mission fight against Mike Tyson. Why? 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 And I'm going to tell you something right now. This time around, this time around, if these two get in the ring, Mike Tyson will knock Holyfield the hell out. Yeah. You ain't going to have to worry about no biting. Yeah. Yeah, It serves no purpose, man. It really (laughs) serves no purpose. All right, moving on to the NBA. Uh, Lisa Byington will make history this fall when she takes over as the Milwaukee Bucks full-time play-by-play announcer. 
she will become the first female to hold that title for a major men's pro team. And I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that. There are some really good female announcers. Yeah. You know, I, I, the, who I'm surprised hasn't been given even an occasional play-by-play job is Doris Burke. Doris Burke is a pretty damn good announcer as well as, you know, an analyst. But I'd, li- I'd, li- I'd like to see Doris Burke do a game. And, hey, listen, the Sixers need a new play-by-play announcer with Mark Zumoff retiring. I'm just saying. Uh, also, the Denver Nuggets signed forward Aaron Gordon to a four-year, $92 million extension. Uh, Why? Fellas, Why? do you like that? Any, you, you guys like that deal? No. No. <laughs> He's not worth the $92 million. <laughs> hey, Hey, I tell people all the time, you're worth whatever they're gonna pay you. You know, yeah. I don't see yeah. I don't see him being $92 million player, but somebody was gonna give it to him. Uh, 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 <laughs> hey, listen, listen, man, you'd be surprised, man. It's some players, and y'all know it's some players that got some deals right now that y'all looking at like who gave and why. Yeah, some players in our own backyard, but <laughs> oh, we'll, oh, listen, we'll we'll we will get to that. Just just do me a favor, like don't 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 get me started yet. Don't listen, yeah. don't rev the engine just yet, man, because it's coming. <laughs> All right, uh, and speaking of disgruntled players, I don't, I wouldn't, even, but the Rockets and guard John Wall agreed to work on finding a trade partner uh, with Houston deciding to go with their young backcourt of Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. Uh, Wall is owed $91.7 million over the next two years. Uh, right. Now, and, and speaking of players that injuries, don't earn no oh, money. Yeah. Oh, let me explain something to you. <laughs> I don't see anybody, like, I don't see anybody making this move. I mean, you're talking about a guy right now in John Wall, who has played 113 games the last four seasons. That's 28 games a year. Who wants? And listen, let me explain something. Any Sixers fans out there talking that, I'll take him over Ben Simmons. Well, no, you won't. You know, the, the, the best ability is availability. This dude can't even stay on the court. No. Don't, man. Man, when he listen. sneezes, he goes to the bench. Man, listen, don't start that stuff, man. Don't start that stuff around me. I, I better not hear a single Sixers fan hyping up a possible deal for John Wall. Let John Wall stay right where he's at. We good over here. We don't need, we don't need them problems. All right, and uh, one other NBA note: the clip, huh? I was gonna say, I think he probably ends up in OKC. They're gonna. OKC likes to hoard uh, draft picks, so yeah, I'm looking for them to take on Wall's contract with a draft pick included. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, either way, uh, just just it, don't send his ass to Philly. Don't send him to Philly. Don't don't send him to Philly. He can go anywhere, like any of the other teams in the league. That's that's cool. His ass better not be in a Sixers uniform when the season starts. Cause then I'm not only I'm not only going to need an unfiltered uh, to go <laughs> off on that deal. 
I'm gonna need that. My doctor probably gonna tell me that. Like, it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem. <laughs> All right, and one final NBA note: the Clippers announced uh, a new arena that's gonna be built in Inglewood uh, section of Los Angeles, the Vivint Arena. Now, John, you said when they unveiled this thing, Kawhi Leonard just looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but there. No, no, him, him, and Paul George look like they were either drugged or lost. <laughs> That's oh how they looked. I was like, yo, what the hell's wrong with Kawhi? <laughs> I, guess hey, man, might... stay... I guess they'd rather stay in the basement, huh? <laughs> no, nah, man, listen, it might listen, it might have been it might have been a, a, a quasi hostage situation, man. You know, it could have been a thing, hey, you guys are under contract, y'all need to be here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I never understood like why, why they get these big name players for arena announcements and new jerseys. Like, who cares? Like, I mean, honestly, like, do fans really get that geeked up over stuff like that? I mean, yes. I mean, short, short of. Short of the Eagles announcing that they're going back to Kelly Green, like I don't have any reason to get excited if they they, they change their uniforms. I don't. I don't. The Phillies started wearing a red. I don't care. It really matters, man. Like fans really show up for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I, I remember. I, I I do remember one that went backwards. And John, I don't know if you remember it. But it happened while we were in high school. It was when uh, the Broncos switched their jerseys. Yeah. I Broncos that. fans were pissed. Yeah. Like, they they were like, no what part the hell is that? They wanted no parts of that jersey. <laughs> oh, that number font. And then the, the, the Bronco looked funny. Now, we've seen it long enough that it's kind of grown on us. But at yeah. the initial reaction to those jerseys was all bad. Was bad. All right. Uh, we're going to jump back to college football to close out the opening. Talk about one of the wildest endings to a game you could ever see. Now, I would suggest if you didn't see it, you go on YouTube and find it. Because last night, UCF visited Louisville. And Louisville went into halftime with a 21-14 to lead. Now, both teams spent the second half trading touchdowns back and forth with UCF top four at 35 with a minute and 21 left to go in the game. Well, Louisville was driving to get into range for the winning field. And they got to the UCF 46 when their quarterback, Malik Cunningham, had his pass tipped and intercepted by UCF's Traymond Morris Brash, and he returned it to the Louisville 41-yard line. Now, UCF is in position now where they can line up for a game-winning field goal. But on the very next play, UCF's quarterback, Dylan Gabriel's pass was tipped and picked off by Louisville's Jalen Alderman, who returned it 66 yards for the game-winning touchdown, giving the Cardinals the 42-35 win. (laughs) Fellas, let me explain to you how nutty this is. When Malik Cunningham for Louisville threw his interception, Louisville had a win probability of 62.6%, right? 
Yep. Okay. UCF's interception <clears throat> gave them a win probability of 70.3. So they went from having a 70.3 chance of winning this game to it flipping basically to almost 100% in Louisville because they got that pick six. And I say crazy. almost because, you know, they don't, they don't consider it to be exact while they're still. But it was like 99.3. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's now, I, I, I shared it. I shared it to the group chat so you guys could see it. Like, I watched it as it happened. And, like, I, I, like it's almost one of those things, like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like it was, it was just like that. That that really could not have just happened. Like I've seen, I've seen like swings that take like five, five plays, or like you know, almost a half a quarter. Like a team drives and then they do something that swings the momentum in the opposite direction. That was two momentum swings back to back. Yeah. yeah. And mind yeah. you, this kid tight rope down the sideline <laughs> to score that touchdown. Yeah, he did. All right. Well, listen, we have a short show today, uh, but we will be putting out an unfiltered. Uh, Sedell almost got me started. The unfiltered <laughs> is going to be on uh, <laughs> this, this current Ben Simmons and the Sixers situation. Now, we did talk about we did talk about what next for the Sixers uh, earlier in the summer. And all of a sudden, everything we talked about suddenly has changed. So when we get the unfiltered, uh, you guys will hear our thoughts on that. And a quick reminder, unfiltered is, you know, we let everything fly. So you're going to hear, you know, the curse words and everything like that. So I would suggest if you want to listen to unfiltered, I would put some or be around, you know, or don't be around your kids when you listen to Unfiltered. All right, but we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the NFL. We'll have our weekly picks for next week. And you are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Again, a short show, so we're going to move right into the NFL topic. But before we do, quick update on the Alabama-Florida game. It is third and two Alabama with a minute and 36 seconds left to go in the game. And they look like they just picked up that first down. So I think this one's over now. Yeah, I think this one is over. Here's the thing. if If you bet Florida to cover the spread, you won. That was a All bad right, well, call for the two-point conversion. No, it was – well, you got to go for the two-point conversion. You're down – they were down by what, eight? They yeah, didn't have that any – That was a bad play call. No, no, no. That was a bad – that was a terrible play call. Oh, yeah, it was weak. Play call was weak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looked like it was a busted play, but either way, like, why would you yeah. call a it not It looked like he wanted to try to pull it out, but the dude – but the running back went and let go. <laughs> it shouldn't have, it, they shouldn't have called a read option to begin with. They should not have. You know what they, they could have called? Because they was, they was doing a bunch of read options. They could have called an RPO and probably yeah. got away with it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that may have been the plan. That may have been the plan, but you said it. The running back 
looked like he clamped down on the ball and wasn't going to let the quarterback take it back. <laughs> but um, listen, uh, we talked we talked about uh, momentum swings uh, ending our opening segment, and today I was watching my son son's high school game. Uh, Mastery played Frankfurt today, and unfortunately, uh, my son's team lost fourteen to nothing, and. They were driving in the first quarter. They were inside to 10, and the running back fumbled it. Frankfurt picked it up and ran it all the way back for a touchdown. And it just seemed like that one play, like, killed all of the momentum that they had. Because they came out, they, 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 came out, they got the ball off of a turnover. They, they got a, a penalty, and then they got inside the 10, and that one play just seemed to – you know how you can see kids – or not even kids. You know how you can see players just slump when something bad happens? It, yeah. it just seemed like all of them just to a man, just their shoulders slumped. And then making a bad thing worse, the ensuing kickoff was an onside kick. And these kids literally just – they did that thing the Falcons did last year. They all stood there watching the ball roll like oh, it was a lot. Oh, my Oh, and of course that led to another touchdown. And and but I give I give them credit. Listen, I give them credit. It could have gotten way worse. You understand what I'm saying? When a team jumps on you like that, and they get two big momentum plays for that defense to hold them right there at 14. You know, if I'm a coach, I can I can take that into next week and have something to build off of. You know, the offense clean up the turnovers, you know, and they actually don't get down on themselves when the game starts off as bad as it did. I have no I have no doubt that these kids are going to be all right. Oh, and congratulations to my son Jordan, whose Parkside Saints won their game today by a final of 20-6. to six. Jordan with a key stop on fourth down, and uh, – I don't know where they got these referees from. Uh, the ball was clearly short of the first down, right? Clearly. The ref is motioning for the chains to move, and everybody on the sideline is screaming, no, no, he does, he's short, right? Even yeah. where the, 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 the linesman was at, you could – and uh, – they actually had to go and take the chains out and measure it. And, yeah, he was about a half a yard short. So. Nope. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, technical difficulties. Uh-oh. Ty, hello. You, you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We good? Yeah, you good. You're now. Okay, all right, just making sure. All right, well, again, uh, things are going from bad to worse for the Dallas Cowboys right now. Uh, offensive lineman Ty Nishki uh, suffered illness that caused him to be hospitalized on Thursday night. Although he has been released from the hospital, uh, he won't be with the team in Los Angeles for their game on Sunday against the Chargers. Uh, Dallas was already down an offensive lineman with the suspension of Lyle Collins uh, they also, uh, both of their starting safeties are banged up right now with uh, leg injuries. 
And they lost to Marcus Lawrence uh, to a broken foot. And Michael Gallup with a calf injury. Those guys are on injured reserve. And defensive end Randy Gregory is out in the COVID protocol. Hey, listen. You know, I don't feel any sympathy for these guys. I don't. You know, and and, and if it sounds personal, you know, part part of that is fandom. But you got to play with who you got. I'm sorry. You got to play with who you got. And if they're down offensive linemen and it benefits those to jump on them because they in trouble right now, so be it. Uh, speaking of injuries, uh, the Minnesota Vikings have lost defensive end Everson Griffin for their game this week against the Arizona Cardinals. Is in the concussion protocol following a car accident uh, as he swerved to avoid hitting a deer and crashed into a tree. Jeez. So uh, we now, I, unfortunately, I know what that feels like to hit a deer. Let me explain yeah. something to you. A deer will wreck your car, roll yeah. over, and get up like nothing happened. <laughs> Definitely will. Listen, I was in a I was in a minivan that hit a deer. Right? And the minivan was like totaled almost. The yeah. deer literally, and I mean we were going fairly fast. The deer basically like rolled over and shook it off. Like yep. like it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. You know. But uh, we wish Everson Griffin the best as he recovers. Uh, also on the uh, injury front, the Raiders will be without running back Josh Jacobs for their matchup with the Steelers with toe and ankle injuries uh, on Sunday. Peyton Barber will get the start in Josh Jacobs' absence. Well, the Packers wish they could blame their week one loss to injuries as they lost to the New Orleans Saints, 38-3. to Aaron Rodgers had one of the worst games of his career, finishing 15 for 28, 133 yards and two interceptions. Rodgers was pulled early in the fourth quarter in favor of Jordan Love. Uh, fellas, is this how it's going to be? <laughs> or is this a one-game thing? Uh, it's hard to tell. One-game thing, man. I don't want to see... Aaron, go out. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what? I, listen, I, I agree. I, I don't know. I mean, we're talking about the Saints defense that held the Packers. You know, and it's not like there's a lot of great defenses in the uh, NFC North. But, I mean, 38-3? to you you let Jameis Winston dog you thirty eight to three. I mean, let's let's be honest with each other here, fellas. If if I were to say to you before that game last week, a quarterback in this game is going to throw for five touchdowns, all right. of us would have said Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. No, yeah. Jameis Winston. And you know what? I'm a little bit mad at myself because I have him in a fantasy football league and I sat him. <laughs> oh, God. You, you got Jameis? Oh, no, no not, not ours. Not ours. I have, I'm, in a, I'm in a different league. Oh, okay. Now, now, here's the thing. Now, you know, I went with my old, you know, I went with my old reliable this year. I had Matthew Stafford who somehow, some way, ended up with better numbers than Jameis Winston, but I think it was because of the yardage. And and touchdowns on top of it, like 
Yeah. Jameis Winston had the touchdowns, but he didn't have the yards. Right. All right, and finally, uh, you guys remember that boat picture that the Giants wide receiver uh, yeah. crew took yeah. in Miami prior to their playoff game back in oh. 2016? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. these guys were – who were they at? Who they took with? Trey Songs? Like they were just yeah. out there on a boat with Trey Songs? Yeah, man, they popped yeah, back what? up again. They popped back up again. How about this? Since that picture was taken, the Giants have the worst record in the NFL <laughs> and 48. And guess what? That includes the fact that the Cleveland Browns went 0 and 16 in 2017. Wow. <laughs> and wow. after Thursday night's loss, that which Man, the Giants are inventing ways to lose games. Receivers dropping wide open touchdown passes. Uh, Isn't that a thing of beauty? Lyman jumping off sides on game winning field goal. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> every year, every year since 2017, the Giants have started the season 0 and 2. That's bananas. <laughs> hey man, listen. You you love to see it happen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, fellas, listen, let's get on with our pick segment before we get out of here. Uh last week, everybody went 2 and 1. All right. Yeah, so uh we'll we'll start things off with our locks for the week. Uh John, who's your lock pick this week? Uh, anybody against the Packers? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got the. Uh, I was gonna say, don't do that. They probably got the Lions. <laughs> no, they do have the Lions. Lions. They do oh. Have the Lions. <laughs> oh no, that, no, they're not losing this week. No, 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 they're not losing this week. <laughs> if they lose if this there week, was, they're cooked. <laughs> oh no, if there if, if there was ever a bounce back game for Aaron Rodgers, it's the Lions. Like this dude owns the Lions. They're not losing this game. Like I almost went with that as my lock pick, despite the fact that they got waxed last week. Uh, I got the Browns over the Texans. Okay. Oh, okay. Lock, you cheated lock. Lock. Uh, yeah, I locked it. It's a lock. All right. So, who's your lock this week? Oh, I would say he cheated off my sheet because I had the Browns over the oh, Texans. You have the Browns over the Texans too? Yeah. Okay, well, th- I guess I guess we're going to keep having overlapping picks, but I don't have that. My lock pick this week is the Buccaneers over the Falcons. Oh, uh, uh, that was another one. We're going to get a cherry pick, man. Like – I guess I guess you took a week off for picking on the Jets. Hey man, I, I'm, listen man, I, I listen. I think the Jets play the Patriots this week. Like if they weren't playing the Patriots, I would have picked it. You know, and you notice, you ever notice, like the Jets are always in my lock. Like they are never in my fifty-fifty. Like if it's a fifty-fifty, I. But if I know that the Jets are gonna lose, <laughs> I'll take. I'll, I'm getting my guaranteed victory. I'm saying, hey, look, man, the Jets, the Jets don't know what to do with 50-50 games because they're supposed to still lose those games and retain their high draft status. <laughs> but you know them; they'll win that game. 
<laughs> winning games you ain't got no business winning. Yeah. <laughs> None. None. Uh, moving on to the 50-50. This week I have the Steelers over the Raiders. Uh, Sadell, who's your 50-50? Yeah, that's, that's 50-50? All right. Yeah, it's a 50-50. <laughs> On Thursday, you right. You know what? Uh, now I, 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 now I got to change my <laughs> my upset pick, right? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, my fifty fifty is the Bears over the Bengals. Okay, that's your fifty fifty. Yeah, that's fifty right. fifty, uh, man. You see what the that's Bengals? That sound more. That sound more Bengals like an upset. Hey, that sound more like an upset than a fifty fifty. But we'll we'll allow it. With the Bears now, over the Bengals. Yeah, who's your who's your fifty fifty, John? Well, to make Sadell happy, I got the Panthers going over the Saints as my fifty fifty. Because you because you don't know what Jameis Winston you getting. <laughs> yeah, we know it. Yeah, Jameis. we not, not well. Well, listen, man. Here's the thing: Jameis Winston is well. He's the only guy that threw for he's the only guy that ever throw for thirty interceptions in a season. But he also threw thirty touchdowns that year. Yeah, right. So yeah, you like it's a mixed bag with him. Like he'll be good one week and then ridiculous next. All right, Sadell, who is your upset this week? It was the Raiders over the Steelers, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> I, I'm gonna stay with it. Forget it. I'm gonna stay with it. All right, we're going to stay with I, I it. Josh, well, I thought well, Josh well, was going to be able to make that game. but Well, it's definitely – now if you hit it. Yeah. Definitely. All right, uh, my upset this week, and now you guys are probably going to be like, what? But they're the underdog coming into this game, and I'm picking them again this week. My upset this week, I'm taking the Eagles over. Now somebody's co- now see now somebody's copying off of my cheat sheet because my upset is also the Eagles over the. There we go. I told you we got overlapping picks every week, man. <laughs> All right, no problem. I knew y'all. I knew y'all were gonna go well, with that. I tried to choose a different game. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, the 49ers secondary is banged up. Yeah. So, if Sirianni does not capitalize on that. He's just an idiot. So well, hopefully he and, hopefully he capitalizes and, on that. Well, I don't I, see. And here's the thing: I, I know what you mean by capitalize on it. I I was one of the guys uh, sitting here watching last week's game, wondering why they didn't call you know any deep shots against Atlanta's secondary. But then I had to think about it. Jalen Hurts took whatever the Falcons gave him. Yes. He didn't force anything. He just made whatever plays needed to be made. And if he does that again this week, you're talking about a big-time Monday night football matchup against Dallas. The Eagles could early in this season put Dallas in a hole and start to really, you know, wake some people up. Now, I wasn't on the bandwagon of saying – 
that this Eagles team would shock people. Like when we we had this, if you asked me to cap out, I thought this team could get. I would have said this team at best could go seven and ten. Yeah. At best, and I'm um, you know I don't I don't I don't I'm not gonna jump. I'm not gonna jump. A lot of these national pundits have jumped on and make an overreaction after one game. But you win the game and you find a way to start 3-0, now you have my yeah. attention. Yeah. All right. I'm well, um, oh, speaking of – Hmm? Oh, no. I was going to speak about Dallas because they got the charges. Yeah. I should have picked I should have picked that as my 50 50 game. But anyway. Yeah, because I got the. Yeah. No, yeah, hold on. No, hold, 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 hold. Time out. Time oh. out. Time. Time. Oh. And you just came oh, yeah. at my neck about picking the Steelers <laughs> over the Raiders because Josh Jacobs is hurt. And didn't I just say Dallas got all these injuries they're dealing with? And you're going to try to make that a 50 Yo, the hypocrisy is real, man. The hypocrisy <laughs> on this program is real. <laughs> <laughs> you killing me, man! You killing me! Like you just came at my neck about that. You killing sure me, P. You killing me. I just P. said I just said Dallas missing. They missing two members of their offensive line. They missing defensive players. They safeties is banged up. And you talking about that's a 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> I really yes, you out of line. Yo, you out of line, Yo, you you out of line, man. The Chargers at home against a banged up Dallas team, man. Is <laughs> <laughs> that good? All right, all right. Well, listen, I mean, man. I, guess, I, I, fully, be proving, I guess they'll be proving me wrong all season. Listen, man. I, no, I, I listen, and and you know, like I'm leery about jumping on the Chargers bandwagon because. Don't they are it. one of those teams that let you every year. Yeah. Yeah. But that ain't got nothing to do with this game. No. But what's going to half of the year when it start getting cold? Yeah. Well, I mean, eh, well, I'll, I'll look at the back half of their schedule and see how many cold weather teams they end up with. Um. All right, so that's the end of the main program for today. Uh, you guys look forward to the unfiltered that we're going to put out a little bit later tonight. Um, next week, we do have a main topic next week. As an Eagles fan, really had me like like feeling a little dirty. You understand what I'm saying? Have me feel a little dirty, and I don't want to. I don't want to reveal. Now you guys know why, because I told you in the chat. But I don't want to reveal on the show right now why it made me feel dirty. And we're gonna have another one of our. And next week's what if is, what if Randall Cunningham did not tear his ACL in the 1991 season? What happens? What becomes of the E? Now, like, it's a lot of dominoes that are going to fall. We could see a different team be the team of the 90s. Could the Eagles have been the team of the 90s? What happens to Dallas? 
what happens to San Francisco? You know, what, the, what happens to the Buffalo Bills? Could the Bills sneak and win one of those championships against the Eagles? We'll have that in full next week. I'm not going to give it all to you right now, but this is one I'm telling you guys, I'm literally going to spend next week going deep into researching this because this is probably one of the biggest what ifs in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think another one would be, you know, what if Bo Jackson didn't get hurt? Oh yeah. So <laughs> so we'll have that for you guys next week. Uh again, look forward to the unfiltered that is coming up a little bit later on. Thank you guys for listening. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.